What's doing, everybody? Today is Thursday, July 20th. Sound of Freedom crosses $100 million at the box office. Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town is the number one song on iTunes. Marjorie Taylor Greene exposes Hunter Biden at the whistleblower hearings, and the left is losing their minds. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. What's doing, everybody? I'm Alec Lace, and for the last five years, I've hosted an award-winning podcast called First Class Fatherhood. For the most part, I've done my best to keep politics out of the conversation, but I cannot do that anymore. That is why I've decided to launch a new show, The Alec Lay Show. So hit the follow button and let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. The future is family. Welcome, everybody, to The Alec Lay Show. I'm happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. If you're watching the live broadcast here on Rumble, please help me share it. And you guys did so on the last episode. It was my most watched episode here on Rumble, over 37,000 views. Uh, I can't say thank you enough for those of you who are sharing the Rumbles. If you're sharing, if you're watching or listening, I should say, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please hit me with a rating or review. Let's keep the momentum going here for The Alec Lay Show. And uh, I just want to say again, if you missed any of the episodes, the previous interviews that I've done, Carrie Lake, uh, Senator Josh Hawley, Larry Elder, they're all available if you just scroll through the channel there. You'll also see the ones I did with Zuby, Tucker's biographer, Chadwick Moore. And I'm doing my very best to get as many great guests as I can. I got one locked in for next week. Follow me on Instagram, at The Alec Lay Show, to find out who that is. Uh, You guys are going to love it. There's a few stories I want to cover today, but first, as I mentioned on the last episode, I will be swimming with the Navy SEALs across the Hudson River from New Jersey to New York about a month from today. Uh, August 19th is a Saturday. The SEALs do this annually in honor of those who died on 9-11, as well as their brothers who died during Extortion 17, the largest uh, single-day loss of life, single-incident loss of life in Naval Special Warfare history. Uh, So I could use your help. I'm I'm trying to raise money for the Navy SEAL Foundation. If you want, help me. My campaign, the link is down there in the description below. Uh, You can make a small donation. All of it goes to the Navy SEAL Foundation, which which helps our nation's greatest warriors and their families. Uh, so help me. I'm trying to raise up to two thousand, at least $2,000 for the campaign. So the link, again, is down there. Help me out if you can. Five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it could be. It's going for a great cause, and it'll help me have the momentum to get myself across the Hudson River, uh, which is going to be a pretty daunting task for me. All right, so a few stories that I want to hit on here. One is that Sound of Freedom has hit $100 million at the box office. And not only was this movie really not allowed to be marketed anywhere on the mainstream channels that wouldn't allow them to run their ads, the reverse happened where the the mainstream media tried to undermine this movie at all costs. So we constantly saw, you know, if you just put into the Google and you Google Sound of Freedom and you put news, here's the top stories that come up, and I'll put them on the board here for you guys that are watching on Rumble to see. Here it is. Jim Caviezel, Sound of Freedom. Here's the top three that come up. QAnon supporters are promoting Sound of Freedom. Here's why. QAnon supporters promoting Sound of Freedom. Here's why. All right. QAnon and Sound of Freedom both rely on tired Hollywood tropes. Andy No pointed this out and exposed one of these guys who was writing this with the headline, QAnon and Sound of Freedom both rely on tired Hollywood tropes, right? The guy who wrote that last one that I said wrote it for Bloomberg and has been exposed as a leftist activist who is a spokesperson for MAP, which is Minor Attracted Person, an advocacy group 
In 2017, he tweeted that pedophiles are a stigmatized group who get designated as deviants for hateful purposes. So these are the type of people who have been trying to shoot down the movie, uh, which was actually screened here in New Jersey at Bedminster by Donald Trump. Here's a picture of that. He was uh, flanked by Tim Ballard of Operation Underground Railroad and the star of the film, Jim Caviezel. Uh, it was a, you know, it was Trump watching it and putting on. He had a bunch of people over there supporting the film. But what people are seeing when they actually go to the theaters, sometimes they're not seeing the movie at all. Look at this clip, and this is being shared by moviegoers all over the country. Look at this. You, you and everyone else in the nation. Wow. Wow, hey, you also said you're sold out online. Here's what we can do for you guys. These are the options that we're about to give you guys right now. All right? So everyone's going to get a pass for a future movie. And then you can also get a swap into a different showtime for another day or for later tonight. Wow. Or you can get a refund. How come online and said all the seats were sold out? Right. For those of you who are just listening on Apple or Spotify here, this is a, an empty movie theater, which was told that was sold out so that there were no seats available. And also there's a problem with the projector, so they can't show the film. The guy's offering them to, oh, we'll give you tickets to another film. Uh, this is happening all over the country here. They're trying to deter people at all costs from seeing the film. And despite all of the efforts, the movie, which had a $15 million budget and no Hollywood backing, has crossed over $100 million and it has hasn't even gone international yet. Okay, this, despite the fact that Indiana Jones was a major flop, which was supposed to be the big movie on July 4th. Again, Sound of Freedom's done this all in two weeks. They've crossed $100 million at the box office. And, and having no big marketing campaign, just word of mouth, people on social media, and, and a word, you know, just a grassroots movement. And look at what has happened here. Meanwhile, what's happened to Disney? Disney has lost over $900 million on their last eight films. All right, so the, the, the people are speaking up, and uh, they're, they're pretty sick and tired uh, of seeing what's being forced down their throats. They're not showing up to see these movies that Disney is putting out, but they are showing up to see these movies that are you know all about saving the children. Uh, and and what, a, what a wonderful job was done, too, to, just to, to shine the light on what is going on with Operation Underground Railroad and the good things that they're doing. And I think it's a mistake. I think it's a big missed opportunity and a mistake for the Democrats not to support this film. I think they come out looking very skeevy by not doing this. It's almost like they're saying, you know, we, here's this one issue where it's like the whole nation is divided on every single issue. It cannot be divided on this issue. There's no way. You're trying to mock and put down a movie that's exposing these creeps uh, that are involved in trafficking children for sex. It makes no sense how you can do that and then look yourself in the mirror. But that's what's actually happening here from the left side. They're trying to knock this movie down and they haven't been able to do it. Meanwhile, we've seen what happened with Target when they went woke. We've seen what happened with the Bud Light fiasco. The but meanwhile, they're trying to tell you the majority of the people in this country are all for the wokeness. They're all for the Biden. 81 million people voted for him. It doesn't seem that way. It, it, it seems like everything that they're touching is going straight downhill because no one's buying it. No one's going to these things. No one's going to these Disney movies. No one's drinking Bud Light, that's for sure. And no one's shopping at Target anymore. They've lost so much money in their, in their, in their stock value. 
because of what the choices that they've made. And I again, I just think it's a very big mistake for, for people on the left to try to knock this film that's that's really bringing so much awareness. Some people have no idea just how bad and lucrative the child sex or the human trafficking trade really is globally, but in the United States as well. Meanwhile, we got an open border down there. God knows how many kids are being trafficked through it. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I'm still working on getting both Jim Caviezel and Tim Ballard either on First Class Fatherhood or here on the Alec Lay Show. So I will let you know if I score the interview uh, with one or both of them. So stay tuned for that. The other big news that happened yesterday, I should say the big news on social media, is that Jason Aldean, uh, Jason Aldean's number one song, Try That in a Small Town, it hit number one on iTunes, but... Th- People on the left are all bent out of shape, and I'm going to play a clip of the song and show you to you, show you the video. It's really the song came out a while back, but here's the video that he put out, and this is why the left has gone bonkers. Take a look. We'll try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long for you to find out. I recommend you don't try that in a small town. Right, so for those of you who are watching the clip, that's actual footage from the 2020 riots, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, and Jason Aldean is saying, you know, this ain't happening in our small town, right? So here he puts up a tweet. And I'll put it on a board here. Jason Aldean, in the past 24 hours, I have been accused of releasing a pro-lynching song, a song that has been out since May and was subject to the comparison that I, direct quote, was was not too pleased with the nationwide BLM protests. Those references are not only meritless, but dangerous. There is not a single lyric in the song that references race or points to it. And there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news footage. All right, so they're trying to accuse him, obviously, of being a racist. So many people are coming out and saying that, oh, he's promoting violence, and uh, th- this is a terrible thing. One of those is Sheryl Crow, who made herself look like an absolute fool by tweeting out this. She puts, I'll put it on a board here, Jason Aldean, I'm from a small town. Even people in small towns are sick of violence. There's nothing small town or American about promoting violence. You should know better than anyone having survived a mass shooting. This is not America. This is not American or small town like. It's just lame. Well, Jack Posobiec was very quick to quote tweet Sheryl Crow and put, Hey, Sheryl Crow, I looked up where you are from, a place that voted over 80% for Donald Trump. In her small town. But here it is. They're accusing him of uh, of promoting violence when he's talking about protecting the neighborhood from violence. He's saying this stuff that went on in the big cities, don't try bringing that to this small town because we're not going to have it. And I wouldn't advise the Black Lives Matter rioters and protesters and Antifa people to try to do it in a small town. I think it would turn out very badly for them. But and, and a, a lot of people, too, were pointing out the fact that, you know, it, it seems like rap music has got like, I guess rappers have this kind of like uh, immunity medallion around them where they are just immune to wokeness. They are allowed to get around all of it. They're allowed to downgrade women. They're allowed to talk about shooting people and killing murder. And they're allowed to talk about selling drugs and exploiting whatever they want. Anything goes. Uh, with rap music, they seem to be they they seem to be immune 
to all of the backlash. And it's it kind of curious as to why. You would think that the rappers and, and, and the rap community would get behind a message like Jason Aldean has here. You would think that they would stand up and say, you know what? This ain't going to happen in our town, in our hood, in our, in, in, in our city. This ain't happening here. Keep that stuff out. We're going to protect our neighborhood. But that's not what's happening. People who took part in, in, in damaging their own neighborhoods in 2020, in the summer of 2020, black-owned businesses suffered gr- a great amount of loss. You had over 20 people, at least. I mean, some estimates say 40, 43, at least 20 people killed in the riots. You had at least $2 billion worth of property damage. And, and you had people, you had politicians that were donating to these bail funds to let the rioters out. Everybody was like, oh, these poor peaceful protesters uh, that are burning down buildings and, and looting and robbing these terrible people. They've suffered so much. They suffered nothing. The whole thing was a pointless waste of life. It was a pointless waste of property, a pointless waste of taxpayer money. There, there was no positive to this entire thing. And the Black Lives Matter, who's behind all of it, turns out to be a complete fraud. And people think they're donating money and, oh, we're doing this for, we're going to help the black community. They, they, they helped two people in the black community, the two founders, to get McMansions or actual mansions, not even McMansions. They, they, you know, they were helping out their families. They weren't helping out black communities. So everyone got conned into this whole thing and burnt down real black businesses. And here's a guy, Jason Aldean, saying, you know what, you ain't doing that in a small town. We're going to protect our small town. And people are mad at him. Oh, this is an outrage. People were so offended. Country CMT, uh, Country Music Television, pulled the video, won't show it. They're so offended by it. But they push all this other stuff that's just promoting violence. And like I said, you would think that the the rap community would say, you know what? We should be making these anti-crime music videos. We should be making these anti-crime albums. That's what we should be putting out. Because nowhere else is, is the crime more rampant than in the inner city, than in the community that's, uh, and it's affecting black people more than anybody. You think they would be the one say, you know what, enough's enough. We're going to start protecting our neighborhood from these rioters and protesters. But that's not what's happening. So very shocking just to kind of see it once again. And you had these guys, um, you know, on the left, everyone, everyone from the left, they're all, all shocked by the lyrics of this. Oh my goodness. I can't believe what he said. He's promoting violence. When, when he's actually talking about the opposite, he's actually talking about keeping the neighborhood safe from the violence. It's a pro-American song, small-town American song, and the left absolutely lost it because of this. So that was one there. Here's the other one that I wanted to hit you guys with here. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, that we had the whistleblower hearings uh, going on where we have the two whistleblowers that come forward that are actually, you know, explaining what has happened here and how they've Hunter Biden has been protected and got away with virtually uh, felonies. And it was all covered up and he was all taken care of and tipped off. I talked about this yesterday, uh, actually Tuesday on the podcast with Sean Parnell. Awesome interview with him. It was the most down, most watched so far episode of the Alec Lay show. If you missed it, my interview with Sean Parnell, flip it back one and take a listen. But we were just dis- discussing this because it's the it's what's going on right now. And so Marjorie Taylor Greene shocks and, and, and the left is caught totally perplexed by what she pulls here. I'm going to let you watch the clip and then I'll comment here on the other side. Yes, but Mr. Ziegler, travel as, as the law states by the by the code of the law, it states traveling, paying someone to go across state lines is is prostitution. It's a violation of the Main Act. Let me just move on just one more one more second here. Uh, so when, her, when Hunter Biden paid for this woman 
to do this with him, to travel across state lines from California to Washington, D.C. on June 15th, this is a violation of the Mann Act. This was prostitution. Now, she did she did segue this by saying parental discretion is advised for people here in the courtroom and also for people that are watching this at home. So she put out that parental advisory warning before she went into this. And she's basically um, exposing the Hunter Biden that should have been seen in 2020 prior to the election. When everybody knew that the laptop contained all this information about him trafficking in girls to have sex with them illegally. And God only knows if they are underage or not. God only knows what else is actually on this laptop because I haven't looked at all that. I know so many people have published some of the clips of it. Uh, Some of it I don't care to look at. But God only knows where these women came from that he was uh, prostituting. But here is Marjorie Taylor. Now, people take offense not to the fact that Hunter Biden was illegally bringing girls in and paying them for sex and and doing illegal drugs in the process. They're not upset about any of that. They're upset that Marjorie Taylor Greene had the nerve to show this during the committee, during the hearing. They're outraged. Oh my God, look at what she did. You have these people on the left and it's all fake outrage. The whole thing is fake. They're like, I can't believe she put this out there. This is on on TV and people are watching. The same people, they don't care that children are being exposed to pornography books in the classroom. They're fighting for that. They want your kid to see naked books in the classroom, but they're offended by seeing pictures of a crime that's being committed in front of the House committee. This is this is offensive. We, we, we shouldn't have to see this, even though it's blurred out, right? But you get the idea. The books that the kids are getting in school, they're not blurred out. You can actually see them with this, one of them, the gender queer, and and, and, and all these different ones. And again, they, they try to say, oh, the, the right's trying to ban books, and it's ban the pornography books. That's what we're trying to keep out of the classrooms. But no, it always comes back to the play on words. Oh, they're banning the books. Just like the whole thing with, oh, it's uh, uh, health care, gender-affirming care. No, it's mutilation and castration and sterilization. But they, they always have to play on the words. Oh, no, it's, this is about health care for children who are transitioning. No, it's not. So the same people that are uh, that are not offended at all by children being exposed to this are completely melting down over what Marjorie Taylor Greene did yesterday. And here's what it is, though. Hunter Biden, the guy is a pig. He's a criminal. And this all should have been out there for for the for the voters to see in 2020. But it wasn't. And, the you know, the testimony yesterday didn't go very well for the left, even though they tried to knock it down. Here's a quick piece in early 2020. Hunter Biden unfile or Hunter Biden's unfiled and delinquent tax returns were being prepared, which included his 2018 tax return. During the 2020 time period, by Hunter Biden's own account, he was sober, newly married, and writing his memoir. Hunter Biden's accountants requested that he sign a representation letter stating that all the deductions were for business purposes and were being reported appropriately. Statements Hunter Biden made in his book completely contradicted what he was deducting as business deductions on his 2018 return. While writing his memoir, Hunter stated, I holed up inside the chateau for the first six weeks and learned how to cook crack. Hunter Biden allegedly falsely claimed business deductions for for payments made to the Chateau Marmont, a hotel room for his supposed drug dealer, sex club memberships, 
falsely referenced On the Wire as a golf membership, hotels he was blacklisted from, and a Columbia University tuition payment for his adult daughter. All of these items were used to support willfulness, the willfulness element for felony tax evasion. These false deductions claimed by Hunter Biden caused a false return to be prepared that underreported his total income by approximately $267,000 and a loss to the U.S. Treasury of $106,000. Right, now that whistleblower is Joseph Ziegler. Ziegler. He was known just as Mr. X prior to this. He's one of the two whistleblowers that came forward. Uh, He claimed that he's a Democrat. And he also says that Hunter Biden got this special treatment. So it's all coming out. And again, one of these idiot Democrats says uh, starts questioning about the Trump indictment that was uh, that was talked about the other that has nothing to do with the case. Uh, So it's they have no interest in getting to the bottom of it. They don't want to know, just like they don't want to know whose cocaine it was at the White House. There's no interest in that. Imagine this at the White House. They they have they still have no idea, which means that they know exactly who it was. And I would I would have to if you had to make a bet and you had to bet your house on it, you would have to say it's Hunter Biden. Could you could you just imagine, though, for a second? If it was just some uh, person, random person at the White House that dropped a bag of cocaine somewhere and he's he's sweating bullets with his friends going, oh, my God, I'm, I'm finished. I, I, I dropped cocaine in the White House. I'm done. And then he watches this goes on in the Secret Service. Everyone's investigating it and they can't figure it out. And he's probably saying he's got to be he might as well forget about the lottery. He already hit it. But that's not the case. There is no mystery cocaine man out there. The mystery cocaine man was in the pictures that Marjorie Taylor Greene showed yesterday. And again, we had so far we've seen from this White House nude people uh, at the White House. Right. It was a family friendly event. And you had nude uh, men and women at the White House. You, you see them at these family-friendly events that they're having these pride parades at. You see the same thing. You see these nude men and nude women at them, exposing children to them. And, and the left doesn't, doesn't bat an eye about that. That's perfectly acceptable. That's okay. We love that. But uh, exposing this? No, 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 no. Again, they're not upset about the fact that this guy broke the law. They're upset that they're showing you how he broke the law. The same thing with these guys. They're getting upset that you're showing these images of what the kids have to read in school. They're like, oh, my God, look, you're exposing this stuff to, to other kids that are looking on social media. They're trying to avoid the fact that we're trying to expose what you're showing children in school. So the whole thing, it's, it's, it's a, we are in the upside down world. We're in the bizarro world when it comes to all this stuff. So those are the three uh, quick stories I wanted to hit you guys here with today. Uh, again, uh, follow me here on Rumble and subscribe or follow if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. And if you missed any of the interviews that I've done here so far, and I'm working on, I got a great one coming next week. Uh, I'm going to announce it on my social media. So follow me on the Alec Lay Show over on Instagram or follow my main page on Instagram, which is at uh, Alec underscore Lace. Uh, you can find them down in the link below, uh, down there in the description below. And once again, I will be swimming across the Hudson River, and I can use your help and your support. The link down below will directly bring you to my campaign where I'm trying to raise money for the Navy SEAL Foundation. I've had the honor of interviewing over 70 Navy SEALs on First Class Fatherhood, including uh, Rob O'Neill, the guy who shot and killed uh, Osama bin Laden, interviewed him twice on the podcast on First Class Fatherhood. Also, Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, Jocko Willink, who's just uh, been crushing everything he touches, uh, and so many more. So it'll be an honor to be in the war 
water with the Navy SEALs and make this swim uh, across the span that I've driven across so many times uh, in my life. It'll be quite an interesting journey, and I would love it if you guys could support me along the way and raise money for this awesome patriotic cause and event. So link is down there below. I'll be back here with you guys on Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, check out my Instagram. Got an awesome guest going to join me here next week, possibly two, but one locked in. So find out who that is. Uh, God bless all you listeners. God bless America and our first responders. God bless our military. And I'll catch you guys next week. Have a great weekend.